Hey, Brown Beauties. Welcome to Living Inflammation Free with me, Andretta Robinson, your functional nutrition health coach. And I'm Akila Harvey. We are your mother-daughter hosts, bringing two different generations together bi-weekly to give you easy, actionable steps to help rid your body of chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is the root cause of many health issues in our community and is running rampant. Living Inflammation Free is about creating the future life you want to have to live happy, healthy, and full of energy. It's about releasing fear so you'll never have to worry about doctor's visits. We teach you how to live with choosing food choices without compromising the taste. We provide you with science-based information to help eliminate chronic inflammation through nutrition and lifestyle. Once we know what choices we have, we can do better because we know the struggle to stay healthy is real. We invite you to come as you are, but leave inspired to become your best healthy self. So let's get started. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you know what? I think this is actually episode maybe number 70 something, but it's episode number seven under our new name of inflammation, living inflammation free, but under we recorded Keila almost a hundred episodes. We're Look, getting. I am proud. I, you should be. I remember when we first thought about this idea, and you said, "Ma, we just need to keep going. Just keep going. We just need to be consistent because you know how many people out there do podcasts and they just stop all of a mm-hmm. sudden. Because I see them out there, and I be just getting into them, and then all of a sudden there are no more episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm just not getting into you. Why aren't you recording more?" What I've learned is that it takes a while for the audience to find you, and we hope that you guys are finding us and sharing us, you know, with people that you know, uh, because I think some of the information we're giving from what I've been told from the reviews that you guys are really enjoying this information. So we want you to keep sharing it. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about something we have discussed briefly in other episodes, but today we're devoting an entire episode to it. It is sodium. Uh, What sodium and inflammation? Why we should salt last? and not first. And I'm going to tell you, that's an anomaly for black folks, okay? Because we're going to use gray, pink, or morden, and we're going to salt till the cows come home. And we need to do that very last, and we're going to tell you why. We're going to give you some ideas of, you know, what you can do uh, to decrease sodium uh, in your food. Because, again, sodium is one of the biggest things that cause inflammation, which leads to uh, high blood pressure and so many other diseases. So when we come back, we're going to tell you not only what not to do, but we're going to tell you what to do because this show is about solutions. We'll be right back. Brown Women Wellness mission is to empower brown women and their families through education and products to help improve their family health and wellness through a lifestyle of easy and actionable steps. I'm Andretta Robinson, functional nutrition wellness coach. In 2008, I was diagnosed with an early stage of cancer. My doctor wanted to remove my womb as a cure, but I was determined there had to be another way. After lots of research, I found a curable alternative, forcing my doctor to treat it without any surgery. And in 2018, I was visiting my aunt in Atlanta after having lost my mother to heart disease and saw her health was in distress with high blood pressure and all things related. A visit to the health food store to formulate herbal teas, which is now called Brown Women Wellness Anti-Inflammation Tea, and a diet and lifestyle change turned my aunt's health around. I knew I had found my calling. We bring you healthy lifestyle information through our Brown Women Wellness website our Brown Women Wellness Facebook group, 
emails, Instagram, and other social media websites, and our Well Honestly podcast. Find us. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so it's no secret that we consume too much salt, which is responsible for the hypertension epidemic. It used to be we didn't worry about hypertension or high blood pressure until we got older. But it's starting to show up in our 30-year-olds, mm-hmm. in our 40-year-olds. These and these are not our parents now, okay? And I can remember my parents being on high blood pressure medication for years, never getting off. They just lived with it. You know, once they got on it, they just stayed on it. Mm-hmm. And it's no secret that the doctors often prescribe two to four different ones sometimes six, so they can see which ones will work because they don't know which ones are going to work because there are so many high blood pressure uh, medications out there. So in order to figure out which ones are going to work for you, uh, they describe three or four. Let me give you guys what happened to me. So I think I told you guys last year I hit a wall um, just from from the stress, pressures, watching my father uh, take his last breath to... The, the, the job, everything just came crashing down on me. And as a result, I got high blood pressure for the first time. And I thought I was doing everything right. I thought I was, I'm here telling you guys what to eat, what not to eat. And here I am with high blood pressure. So I was shocked. And it was so funny because I actually had to check myself in because they couldn't get that pressure down. It would not go down. And finally, after three to four days of trying different this and different that, it did go down. And, of course, you know what they always do. They say, okay, your doctor will prescribe, you know, some medication for me. And guess what I did? When I did go to my regular doctor, the first thing she did, she said, oh, I never prescribe one uh, pill for high blood pressure. I usually prescribe about three or four. So you take this one in the morning, take this one in the afternoon, take this one in the day. I was like, what? And I was like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to do this until we know. Yeah, yeah, probably rest of your life. Uh, uh, not one. No, not me. So so anyway, but that's when I learned that they do prescribe uh, three to four different ones to see which ones will work because they don't know. You know, they all come with some kind of side effects. And I'm seeing younger and younger people in their 20s and 30s with on high blood pressure medication. And, and, you know, and why is that? So it's really one good reason. I'm going to tell you, it's one thing. It's one thing, you guys, (laughs) that's causing the high blood pressure to get higher and higher in younger and younger people. Guess what that is? It doesn't take a rocket science to figure it out. If you guys out there in the audience can shout it out, if not, let me help you out. It's ultra-processed fast food. We have become a nation of processed fast food from eating out every day to buying prepared foods at the grocery store. All processed food contain lots and lots of sodium. So that's where it's starting. That's why we're getting it younger and younger. So You got to cut back. Again, we got to get back into the kitchen. That's been my motto. We got to get back to cooking again ourselves so that we do not get all of this sodium. And I'm talking about it's not even a good sodium. It's that bad sodium. Okay, so salt is a flavor enhancer, but it's also used as a preservative and a texturizer in processed food. That's why it's there. It's not there just to salt your food. It's a preservative. 
and it texturizes processed food. On average, Americans are consuming 3,400 milligrams of sodium or about one and a half teaspoon of salt per day. Now, that ain't sound like a lot. One and a half teaspoon? We probably getting three, four, five teaspoons of salt a day. Okay, really. Way more than that. Yeah, because we like our salt, okay? And this is over 50% more than what our parents ate, by the way. And it multiplies higher than any ancestors consumed. Early humans mostly acquired salt from red meat. That's where they got it in the early days, about 55 milligrams of salt per three-ounce servings. But today, much of our sodium intake comes from industrially processed food, not necessarily the salt shaker like everybody think. And we're not talking about just packaged processed snack food like chips. Let's look at chicken, for example. Did you know a four-ounce serving of chicken in the pack before you even add any salt to it has already got 60 milligrams of sodium in it? Because they commercially, they inject it with salt water, you guys. That's how they're able to keep the chicken fresh. They're keeping it fresh by injecting it with salt water. So before you even add any salt to your chicken, you already got sodium in your chicken. So just to give you an idea, so and and so it's it's already there. Uh, if you simply focus on cutting back on processed food and eat more whole foods or minimally processed products made with simple whole food ingredients, your sodium intake should not be a concern. Opt for a lot of vegetables and fruits, which naturally help to balance that sodium intake. And when you do use salt to flavor your food, it's imperative that you use a high-quality salt. Keela, what kind of salt do you use? I use um, kosher sea salt. She use what? Kosher sea salt. Kosher sea salt. Okay. I like real salt. It's on the shelf. That's one of my favorites, too. And then I like gray sea salt. Okay. Now, everybody out here and their mama use Himalayan pink salt all of a sudden. It just Himalayan pink salt? Himalayan. 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 You love to add an extra Himalayan <laughs> or something to something, don't you? But that pink salt is okay, but again, it's becoming very commercial, so you have to watch it because we don't know if they just put some food coloring on it and made it pink mm-hmm. or if it's real pink salt, you know, because... The high-quality salts have trace minerals in them, okay? And these minerals will help balance the fluids and avoid the dehydration. They'll balance your blood sugar. They'll promote healthy pH balance. Salt is good for you if it's used correctly. Salt is not bad, okay, as they say. Um, And did you know the dietary guidelines Americans recommend limit sodium intake to less than 2,300 milligrams per day? Again, that's about one teaspoon of table salt. So that brings me to my motto. Spices and herbs first, salt last when you're cooking. Again, you can control this when you're cooking. We like to flavor our food, and we think the only way we can get it is with salt. But what about herbs? Man, there are so many herbs out there. I'm not going to even name all the herbs out there, but you can buy herbs either fresh or dried. Now, dried herbs have a stronger flavor than fresh, but they lose their strength very quickly, just so you know that. But some of the essential spices that you can use to cook with is cinnamon. I use cinnamon religiously in my oatmeal every day if I eat oatmeal. Garlic powder. Garlic is another spice. It's very powerful, okay? Garlic can actually help control your blood sugar. Turmeric, chili powder, Italian seasoning, cumin, cayenne, smoked 
paprika, ginger, chili peppers. Oh, my God. We could go on and on and on. You got allspice, uh, carmadon, cayenne. I said that one already. You ever seen Chinese five spices? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And then cinnamon. I learned, I did, did you know that there were so many different types of cinnamon out there? Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I thought cinnamon was cinnamon. Mm -mm. <laughs> and then I got out there and found out that there are some that are sweet, some are kind of woody, some mm -hmm. kind of fruity. Cinnamon is powerful. Very powerful. And cinnamon is good for lowering blood pressure, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, cloves, uh, coriander, cumin. Coriander. Coriander. Turmeric. Curry powder. I like. Now, curry, man. Some curry chicken when I was eating meat. I'm not a fan. You're not? I've never been a fan of curry like that. Uh, I had a friend that could make a bomb curry chicken. You remember that? You used to make curry chicken a lot. I did when I was eating meat. Fennel. Say this one. Grand Marsala. I see. I knew she wouldn't mess it up. That's why I had to make her say it, okay? Then we talked about ginger already. Uh, nutmeg. P -p oh, my God. I started putting this one on everything. Did you know? Do you know where paprika comes from? Tell red me. paprika. Where does it come from? It's dried red peppers. Uh huh. Smoked though. I like it smoked. You can smoke them. You can have Hungarian. You can have all different types, but it comes from red pepper. Huh. Okay. No. The okay. bell pepper. The bell pepper. Oh, that's why I like the red bell pepper so much. So my point here is, you got a lot of herbs out there that you can use. Experiment with them, you guys. It's okay. Just start getting some of your favorite ones. Throw them in your food. Don't forget um, rosemary and say these are the so. Oh yeah, I forgot about we rosemary. We named a lot of spices yeah. and herbs, but don't forget your rosemary, your sage, your thyme. Yeah, um, yeah. Those that are Basil. grown um, out of like uh, I forget the technical term, but those that are grown kind of herbs mm -hmm. where you can have to keep them in water for them to you know sustain. Those things help flavor quite a bit. So your basils and all of that, you can add that with your paprika, your yeah. curry, and all that to make a very flavorful dish. Yeah. You can layer this thing, and then you add your salt last. Now, you know, speaking of that, I bought, you know, you see them in Trader Joe's, those little pots of herbs, and I put them mm -hmm. in my windowsill. Mm -hmm. So and then that way you can use them as you need them. Uh, basil and thyme and sage. It's you easy to grow yeah, and they, keep. Yeah, and I just, they come in these little bitty pots and I just pull off a little bit and then it grows back, you know, and I keep them watered. I keep them right in my windowsill in my kitchen. So, you know, that way I don't, because they do spoil. What I learned about some of these fresh herbs is they don't last very long in your refrigerator. No. So you have to store them properly to make them last. And you know, or use them. Or, <laughs> yeah, you do have to do that. You know, I took my grinder and grinded mine up. Yeah. You know. You can make and, your own dried herbs. Yeah, I do. And I started using and putting them in some airtight uh containers that I put them, store them. And they, they last for about six months, you guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, herbs and can spice up your life. I mean, yeah, we talked about oregano. Don't forget that one. Uh, lemongrass. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. They're, they're, oh, and bay leaf. The day I discovered that bay leaf can turn, turn a soup, can change the whole thing of a soup, I, I keep bay leaf because what bay leaf does is grab the flavors of whatever you're cooking and make that flavor in the pot goes throughout the entire pot. And it has like a, it's great for sauces and stews and vegetables, you know, uh, but it it definitely adds flavor. It draws out the flavor. And I really like that. I like cilantro. Dill, I'm not so, I don't. Dill is really good with fish. Okay. I haven't used it. I don't really like dealing anything else, but that's fish. just me personally. 
I've never used lemongrass before. Lemongrass is really good tea form, mm. believe it or not. Lemongrass is good for uh, lowering anxiety levels. It's good for calming down the system. Uh, and it has some, um, it's good for circulation. Oh, okay. And oregano. Now, we all know about oregano because, man, we oregano all. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If you ever, ever think you're about to catch a cold yeah. or even think you're about to get sick, if you get some oregano oil, there is one called wild oregano oil. Amazon sells it. Pop two of them bad boys in your mouth. A and pill. It, 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 it's like a miracle. I've ne- takes, I have never yeah, seen anything like it. Fascinating. But please make sure it's in pill form. Oh, yeah. If you do the oil. Put it in, inside of And the you put that capsule. thing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Honey, be prepared. Be prepared to burn the hell out of your tongue. <laughs> oh yeah, you still got your, your story about I, your cousin. I will never forget that. And then also, you'll be burping of oil, uh, oil of oregano for months. Make sure it's in pill form. Yeah, oregano is a good one though. Uh, like she mentioned, also rosemary, um, sage. Oh my goodness, thyme. Oh thyme. If you are got any thyroid issues, thyme water. I got this from the medical medium. He, he puts thyme in water and let it sit overnight. And thyme water actually is great for your thyroid, whether it's hyper or hypo. So, you know, you just make sure you know how to store them when you buy them. You got to wrap them up in damp paper towels, paper bags, and all this stuff. It's a lot you got to do. But uh, well, they don't have well, to. Well, let me just say what I've learned over time is, because it's easy to overbuy herbs, and sp- fresh herbs, we're not talking about curry and all that. We're talking about like live herbs, like your rosemary, your sage, and your basil. But if you don't, so you know how they sell them in the packs when you mm-hmm. go into the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Um, all you need is a damn paper towel, like you said, and that's it. But you should be using it within the next week because anything after that, get rid of it or turn it into dry. So just be be careful of overbuying herbs. Yeah, I have a lot of them that I never yeah. use. The bottom line is... Uh, Fresh and dried herbs can add new flavors and aromas to your cooking without adding fat, sodium, or calories uh, and salt. So I have a recipe. Man, you know it's a lot of recipes, but this is a recipe here. This is a meat recipe, believe it or not. I know, I'm shocked. I know you are because I don't eat any meat. But if I, when I was eating meat, this was one of the ones I used to make. It's called the Easy Ground Turkey Stir Fry. Mm. Ground turkey is very underrated. But it's really got lean. It's a good lean protein. But, you know, you can. it's easy. You're just going to. And you're not going to use any oil in this, by the way, you guys. Because, you know, I'm, I'm trying all about so trying to be oil free. So broth is going to be Bro- You're going to stir fry with binder. the broth. You're gonna And you're going to stir fry some onions and mushrooms, bell pepper, bro- uh, your broccoli, ginger, garlic. Uh, you're going to add all of this in. You're going to add in some apple cider vinegar, a little cornstarch to thicken up the sauce. We got the recipe in fact, if you want to get this recipe, you just got to go to brownwoodwellness.com, and we'll also put it in our show notes as well. But it's called the Ground Turkey Stir Fry, um, and it's, like I say, it's real easy to make. It takes about 15 minutes to make, and you'll have something, and it has all of the herbs that we talked about. Well, not all of them. It has some of the herbs that we talked about, very little salt, but it brings out all the flavors and you'll be so, you'll be surprised at how good it can taste without. And I like to put it over uh, jasmine rice with the stir fry or brown rice, one of the two. Or you can put it over noodles. It doesn't matter. But hey, something for you guys to get started and take a look at. 
Uh, it's good. So give it a shot. All right. And that's it for today. We thank, we thank you guys again for listening. Uh, you know what to do. You know where to find us. Uh, you can find us on YouTube now, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify. You know, we're everywhere. Just look for Brown Live, Women Wellness or Live, Living Inflammation Free, mm-hmm. our podcast. You can go to our website. If you're on our mailing list, you'll get an email from us. Uh, you should get on our mailing list if you're not on it, by the way, because it's this way you find some stuff that we don't even get a chance to talk about. And very soon we'll have our Brown Women Wellness community. But right now you can find us in the Brown Women Wellness Facebook group. If you haven't joined it, you should. Uh, is anything else I left out? No. Okay. Well, at, oh, you can email us at, yes. at info at brownwomenwellness.com. If you have any suggestions for any upcoming shows, just give us a, give us a shout out, okay? And, you know, peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Living Inflammation Free, sponsored by Brown Women Wellness. If you want to know more about us and our podcast, check us out over on our website at brownwomenwellness.com or livinginflammationfree.com. Join our Facebook group at Living Inflammation Free and coming soon, our Brown Women Wellness community group. And remember, we are not doctors and any information shared by us is not medical advice. Please always follow your doctor's advice. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and let us know what you loved about this week's episode. And please subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to find us across all social platforms at Brown Women Wellness or at Living Inflammation Free. As always, show notes with links to what we talked about today in this week's episode will be in the description box. Talk soon, babes.